Hello, hello. This is Reality of Reality. I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. Before I introduce my guest, I have some really exciting news to share. I am now officially part of the Taste of Reality podcast network, which will be hosting my podcast on their site starting now. If you go to realityofreality.com, it will take you to my webpage on Taste of Reality. Once you get on the page, you can listen to all my podcasts on your computer and look at the links and the show notes. There's a lot of other fun stuff on Taste of Reality website you can explore, including the store where, drumroll please, you can buy Reality of Reality swag. Yes, that's real. I've got tote bags, mugs, notebooks, stickers, even a water bottle. It's really crazy, but I'm so excited about all of it. In short order, this will also include advertisers coming on board so we can make the brand even bigger. And as always, thank you guys so much for your support. If you haven't gone to the iTunes store and rated my podcast, please go to Reality of Reality on iTunes. Give me a five-star rating if you can and write a short review too. That really helps. And I'm very, very grateful to every person who does that. Today on the podcast, I am sitting with my good friend and major producer, Alex Baskin. Alex is the president of Evolution. You know them for producing The Real Housewives of Orange County, Beverly Hills, Botched, Vanderpump Rules. It goes on and on. So Alex and I see each other socially. I, he said he will come on. He will answer all of our burning questions about housewives and anything else. So we get into it. He gives some good answers. And I hope you guys get something out of this because I got a lot of your fan questions in as well. Okay, well, this is an exciting day. <laughs> it's a return guest, Alex Baskin. Well, hello. Hello, you're here. This is so exciting. I think you were like, we are one, you and Doug. We I were, think, yeah, you, pretty like, early on. Yeah, pretty early and on. You have blown up since then. I mean, you're lucky I'm even here. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Okay. Um, this is awesome. So I'm at Evolution, where the, where the magic happens. Alex and I see each other socially um, for dinner every now and again. And, and last time... Of course, I always uh, annoy him by asking a million questions. And he was like, you know, I'll just come on and talk about it. I was like, yes, 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 yes. People will love this. So here you are. So I have questions, but then like everyone and their mother has questions. So we're going to go through as much as we can. And as I already said in my intro, you guys produce pretty much everything that everybody watches. So we don't need to, we don't need to go deeper than that. So we're probably going to cover mostly housewife stuff today. Stuff. We're mostly going to cover housewife stuff today, although you guys obviously do a lot more than that. Um, and that takes up a good amount of your time, as we all know. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> that phone's probably blowing up as we speak. <laughs> all right. So let's start with OC because we're mid-season on OC right now. Or how far along? Are we almost at reunion? We're almost at taping of the reunion, right? Yeah. You're about two thirds of the way through the season. Okay. So, so far, I have to say, you know, and I'm always painfully honest with you, like wasn't crazy about the last few seasons and I am all in on this season. It's a crazy ride. I feel like I'm on acid every time I'm watching it. There's a lot happening, right? right? And I and I was saying this on another podcast. I love the darkness because I'm twisted. And so I'm all in on like the Gina stuff and Emily. And even though it's not like the happiest of storylines, I'm really I'm into it. So I guess that's the first question is Gina and Emily. So like they were new last season. People were a little like, eh, I don't know. People were definitely split on them. I'm really glad you brought them back. I was kind of into them. And I feel like Gina's a hot mess this season. And I was wondering from... The producing perspective, how hard has it been to navigate her storyline? Because 
obviously she's letting it all out this season. And, but there's still stuff that we know about behind the scenes with Matt and restraining orders and all kinds of really dark stuff. Like how has that been with you guys in terms of like what you're allowed to show, what you're not, and sort of how you work it out with Gina to make sure that like even legally you guys are okay. Well, part of it is the timeline under which everything has happened. And so a lot of, um, the stuff that you're referring to happened later in the season or actually after the season. So there's that. But then, um, you know, listen, we work very closely with the cast to try to tell the most honest and unvarnished story that we can. Everything is legally vetted because we have a responsibility in putting to air these stories. So we, we always wish, honestly, that we didn't have the high standards that we do and we could just be like the blogs <laughs> and just speculate about anything and everything. But that isn't the case. And so it's a really thorough process through which things go to air. So, OK, so f for instance, last week she tells this very casual haha story, which chilled me to my bone about Matt showing up at her house and in the middle of the night, you know, she left the door open and she was kind of freaked out by it, but also maybe like a little turned on by it. And, you know, to me, I'm like, oh, God, this guy is a complete stalker, psychopath. Watch out, Gina. Like, the, you know, but something like that. Like, do you guys think twice about that? Like in terms of behind the scenes, are you saying like, Gina, this is not something that sounds romantic. This is something that sounds psychotic. Like how much are you guys kind of I know your job is to let it happen. But when you see something that's actually potentially dangerous or scary like when do you know when the line is to intervene because for me when I hear something like that that terrified me well it's a fine line and so I'll say not talking about that specifically but okay. in general um, we have these conversations all of the time because as much as it's our job to be at a distance and to observe and to document we can't help but be concerned for the well-being of the people who are in the shows. And so we will have some of those conversations. We will do our best to ensure the safety and, again, just general well-being of the cast. As you can't watch things like this play out and be so passive and be so removed that you don't you know, consider, honestly, the, the well-being of the people who are in the shows. Are there actual guidelines like, OK, so if you see a housewife and she twists her ankle and falls on the street, you're not allowed to do it. But if she gets hit by a car, like, you know what I mean? Because I know you guys, there are handbooks. It's, and there are it's, a, it's a judgment call. I mean, okay. it really is. It, it Listen, if someone gets hurt, then we have to administer help to them <laughs> and while covering it, too. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, so we can't if someone twists her ankle, then we need to make sure that she's okay and that yeah. she gets the attention Which that she needs. Which happens a lot on OC, by the way. It does happen a lot on OC, but <laughs> like God bless Vicky. But by the way, keep shooting. Right? Like Shannon, Tamara, they were both on those sure. little scooters at one point. Yeah. Okay, so here's the biggest question that came in about Vicky, and I'm super curious too. Settle this once and for all. Did Vicky know going into the season she was a friend of, or did she find out after it was edited? She knew. She knew going in. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's a good headline because... A lot of people think based on, you know, people are like, you know how Bravo fans are. They're detectives. So they think like based on the way the scenes are shot and how much she's in that she didn't know till later that she wasn't going to be. 
that can happen, um, right. but that wasn't the case here. So, okay. yeah, uh, sometimes those shakeups can happen in the middle of the season or in Well, that's what happened in, in New York last season with Barbara. I don't I don't think you watched New York, but that no, that, just, that did happen. Oh, was, someone was was intended to be a full-time yeah, housewife and yeah. It was obvious they had to yank her. Yeah. So, um <laughs> but yeah, no. Um listen, that was a series of difficult conversations. We love Vicky. She's incredibly important to this franchise and um, and, you know, it was a different arrangement with her this year. But look at what she brought to the show this year, though. Yeah, I almost feel like she's better as a friend. And that happens sometimes. Like Camille last season. I know we probably differ on this, but as a viewer. I love Camille. OK, I love Camille. Because no, people, I... you know, she's gone public with you and trying to like call you guys on shit. So set the record straight. I know we're bouncing around, but yeah. set the record straight on Camille. So you love Camille. And well, I think did Camille, you demote her or like what, you know, she's like, you guys fired me or Kyle made sure that you fired me. Like, what's the real story with Camille? Uh, no, I mean, I the real story with Camille is that um, she listen, she was on the show last year. She has the relationships at the end of the season that you've seen with the women and. Who knows? Maybe she'll come back. I don't know. So that's the thing. You've said that to me before, which is like once someone like Brandy or Camille basically burns the place down, no one will film with them. So they become toxic and impossible. Right. Like you can't actually hire them back because of that. Well, and even if people will film with them, because it's rarely the case that someone is is, you know, a leper that nobody will film with. But it still has to make sense. And so sometimes the relationships are just so bad that it wouldn't make sense that those people would be in the room together. And so I think the misperception is that we want the relationships to get to that point. And the truth is, you know, we want lively exchanges that bounce back so that it makes sense to get everybody together again. Right. I mean, the thing about Camille that I appreciate, listen, uh, she as, puts it all out there. Yes. And that's she does. Thing. I And I think that's great. I am a big fan of Camille's and she would be the first to tell you that we certainly have had our exchanges <laughs> over the uh, the years. Um, but honestly, it is it's been a great relationship. And, um, you know, she was said to her, there is there's always a seat at the table for her. Yeah, I mean, I think what I was going to say, like my biggest issue with Beverly Hills, which everyone kind of feels in the fan universe, is that actually polar opposite of OC is that Beverly Hills, everything happens behind the scenes. You have no idea. They don't talk about it. And in OC, they mention it at all. So um, that's what I loved about Camille last season was like, why is nobody she talking? Goes there. To, yeah, to, talking about Dorit and PK. Like this is the thing that we all care about the most. And she's the one who had the guts to bring it up. And God bless. But now I'm worried without her. That Don't it's just, be worried. Oh, yeah. Don't be Give worried. Give us a teaser. Give us a teaser. Well, what I'll say is, so uh, it's been brought to my attention that there are reports that the season is supposedly slow. And all I can say is it yes. just isn't, that isn't true. Okay. So I think that um, because you're not hearing a whole ton, there aren't that many leaks for whatever reason, um, then the presumption is that it isn't an exciting season. And all I can say is there's a lot going on. Okay, good. I like it. So did you read the article on race and Real Housewives in the Times this weekend? I did. Yeah. So they talk a lot about that. So let's talk about um, Garcelle. Is that how you pronounce her name? Yeah. Garcelle Bouvet. Yeah. Which I love her whole announcement. That was awesome. So excited yeah. to finally see a person of color. On, well, I guess um, Jose was, right? <laughs> Wait, am I making, did somebody actually call her that? Am I making that up? Yeah, Brandy called Brandy her that. Brandy called her 
but she was Joyce. Okay. Yeah. But she was Latina. Was she? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But so Garcelle, so is she bringing drama? Cause everyone's like, Oh, this is the woman that like added her husband to her, the whole agency about his cheating. So she's going to bring it. She's been great. She's been um, you know, super additive to the show. Um, and is it really has fit in well, meaning that she's having fun and the women really like her and she's known a bunch of them. And at the same time, she's utterly unafraid. Okay. We like that. Part. Yeah. But I feel like with Erica and this again, I, I speak for the fans. I feel like Erica started out like she was one of my favorite housewives, the first and second season and she didn't give a shit and she was, she really brought it. And then I just feel like she kind of disappeared the last couple seasons. Like what's up with her now? She's in the mix. She's in the mix this year. Um, I think that, uh, listen, I think it's also the case that I think that you're considered new and fresh at first. And then I think in some cases, I think there's an expectation that you're going to give even more. Um, but I also think the other way of looking at it is sometimes that just that is who you are. I also think the other thing is there is no one as good at Erica sometimes as giving a soundbite that just honestly cuts all of the bullshit down yeah. to her testimonials are amazing they're so good yeah and and but that's kind of who she is as a person like like i can tell you that um you know, she's really smart she's keenly insightful and she is the kind of person who in one sentence can just distill everything that's been going on to its core well you'll remember i know her now because of you that's I right interviewed her i know I, I did find that i thought she was way smarter than i anticipated she and i um text all the time about uh true crime Poli podcasts oh really and about politics yeah. yeah i know she's i know she watches the debates and stuff because i've seen her tweet yeah yeah she's i remember she said on my podcast that like she's a student of tom's like i think that's what attracted her to him and yeah she's just she's like an information junkie she, she, like, she is yeah. yeah no i like her i just i miss like erica crying in hong kong with eileen going you don't know what i go through like i miss that erica well i, I think in general i think she's very composed and yes. i think it takes a lot to get her there and i think she happens to have been hit that way and i think it says something to how much the audience cares about her that they want to see her really vulnerable yeah and um and, and also she doesn't show tom like that's a huge part that we don't see so it feels like we don't really know her in her life that well except for her alter ego <laughs> i do think that you get to know her better this season okay yeah I like it. All right. So I moved off from OC, but I want to go back. I want to talk okay. about Boring Win. I mean, Brown Win, <laughs> which makes no sense, by the way. That's the worst nickname. Um, so I like Bronwyn, I think, maybe. Hate her mother. Sorry, Bronwyn, if you're listening, but I think she might hate her too. Um, here's the rumor about Bronwyn. I mean, there's many, some of which she's confirmed, um, but that she actually has been studying this show for a long time and had set her sights on moving back to the OC to get on the show. I would be surprised if that were true. I, mean, I don't know that to be true, but... And had five more kids to get on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. I was going to say, I mean, that would be... That's quite that's a... good planning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of planning and the odds of getting on the show are really Yeah, I was going to say, good gamble. <laughs> yeah. So, and by, yeah, by the way, if that is true, then congratulations, <laughs> but I don't think that's true. Now, how are you feeling like in terms of how... I think she's brought good drama this season too. Yeah, she's been great. And like, it's interesting because I feel like they like she fits in in a way that doesn't feel like she's the new girl yeah. you know in, a, in like an odd way but also like brings enough weird like there's a lot of weird shit going on with her like with the family and the mom and the daughter like it's a, a lot, lot that you've been seen before i've always said yeah. that it's that when you bring someone new into the show you want them to both fit in and stand out and and <laughs> i think she does both so who's someone who has not fit in 
in the past. I, I know who I'm thinking, channel who I'm thinking of. <laughs> well, I think, you know, it probably <laughs> would be who you're thinking. I think that when someone is only, I think if someone only lasts one season on the show, <clears throat> Peggy, <clears throat> then, uh, then I think that uh, we can make that determination. I think, th- I think that's the case. Yeah. Okay. So this is a big one too, that I always hear about, which is how much input that An- does Andy have? Like, are you guys, is he as involved as people think he is? Like, I feel like he's not that involved, but is like in terms of casting and signing he's very off, involved. I mean, he, he is, is. Okay. he's an active executive producer of, of all the housewives series. And he looks at every cut and he gives notes. He gives notes. Yeah. He's, he's very involved and his input is really, important he has great instincts and you know has his fingers on the pulse of what the audience wants and is yeah no he is he he really is a producing partner on the shows and how much is like i know you get let's not say bugged let's say contacted a lot by the housewives on a regular basis are they bothering andy the same way or does there does he have like a strict policy like you don't text me he is um, bombarded by them all of the time. I think it's a it's a different relationship, but um, he hears from them all of the time. And I don't <laughs> think that these women stand on ceremony for anyone. Oh, my God. They don't care. No. So are we going to hear more about Kelly pushing her mom down the stairs this season? Because that's come out like in the press. It came out like in passing last week, which is kind of a major deal. Like, are we is that a storyline? Are we going to hear more about it? It, it? I will say this, that a lot of what you have read about or heard about um, comes out again because the Orange County women just bring it all out there. Insane. Kelly's amazing, by the way. Just like she's great TV. Isn't she, she is such good TV. Did you see um, her and Brandy on Watch What Happens? Live? I did. That was amazing. I did. That I was, was like, a how tornado. How did we not see this spinoff coming? Right. Like, we, you have to do something immediately with them, even if it's like just a digital thing. They are two peas in a pod. Well, they would be great at the pitch, the, uh, <laughs> the project that every housewife pitches, which is <laughs> her and her best friend traveling across the <laughs> so, country. The but it actually Gale would be pitch. great with them. Literally. Uh, yeah. and every like, single one of them. Yeah. Don't even Pay for, just like put a GoPro in the car yeah. and just like have them put it out on their Instagram. Amazing. I, I will. I We will be there for that show. Okay. Let's talk about someone who's not on the air now. Well, I guess she's in the background, but the Megan King Edmonds drama is insane. I mean, insane. Are you going to bring her back? Poor thing. I mean, well, we're not, we haven't talked about that because we're just so deep into right. this season of the show, right. but yeah, it's a lot swirling. Yeah, I feel for her. I mean, I have to say I'm not really surprised about any of it. On the other hand, I kind of wish she was on now so we could be going through it with her. I'm so horrible. I'm going to get struck down. (laughs) So what do you think the main differences are between OC and Beverly Hills in terms of from a producer perspective? I think that the Orange County women are more inclined to put everything on the table. And I think that the Beverly Hills women are a little bit more reserved and mannered. And I think that more has to be pulled out of them. And so I think they're just completely different flavors. Yeah. It's so weird that they are only like 90 minutes apart and it feels like they're just worlds, worlds apart. apart. Well, I always um, make the comparison between the New York women and the New Jersey women. Totally. Although there are a few New York women that could fit in. Yeah, like yeah. Dorinda could go to Jersey and take that place by storm and <laughs> fit in seamlessly. She's a badass. All right, I'm going to get to the millions of questions that people have sent in, but I don't have people's names. I apologize to those who have sent me stuff. I know you're not going to answer this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay. Which housewife is your favorite? 
It's so funny because I'm asked that all of the time and um, not only could I never answer that completely honestly because it wouldn't be fair, but I will say this is going to sound like the most political answer and this I actually do mean. I think that it's really important to figure out how to appreciate all of them, (laughs) even the ones that sometimes can bother you or are difficult because we really do recognize as diplomatic as this sounds and as much as it sounds like BS, (laughs) there's no show without them. Right. And their job is much harder than our job because they have to put themselves out there and face all of the public scrutiny. And um, and then the other thing is where I do like all of them is they're all really fun. Right. So that's like all if you great. put everything aside, yeah. you can have a great time with them. And and so I would say my favorite housewife is the one who isn't yelling at me <laughs> at this moment. But no, I, I really we really do care for and about all of them. And, um, you know, some you just completely vibe with and some make the job easier. And um, and so there's that. Um, but we really like all of them and need all of them. That's 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 the other thing. And sometimes they lose sight of this. But because they're ensemble casts. It requires all of them, including and especially the ones that don't like each other. Right. Well, that segues perfectly into Lisa Vanderpump. So you and Lisa, probably more, I'm making a supposition here, but probably more than any other housewife, you got to know her the best. We know each other really well. Yeah, and you created Vanderpump Rules together, which is an amazing story. Um, But this season, things went off the rails. So just give us a little insight. And I remember when you and I, I think I can say this, when you and I had dinner, you said like the whole thing was like none of it was orchestrated by you guys. You were completely caught off guard. Why would we do that? (laughs) Well, it did make for interesting drama. The part that you wouldn't have planned on is her basically leaving the show mid season. That would not have been good. No, but it also (laughs) is it, it, the intricate planning that it would have required doesn't even make sense. Right. So it is, um, and and none of it, um, you know, unfolded in a way that we ever would have expected. Um, yeah, listen, that was, that was a really tough time. And that's an example of something that is arguably good for the show. Although, you know, it came at the expense of the show's relationship with Lisa, um, that was really tough personally. And, you know, so we felt for Lisa at the same time and, and felt for the rest of the cast because they also had a very hard time with it. It was not a fun season for anyone. Knowing Lisa as well as you know her and knowing everybody else, including Kyle very well. Do you think there's any possibility, not even that she'll come back on the show, but that they will actually repair the friendships? Well, I certainly hope so. So I don't know um, over time what will happen and maybe something unexpected will transpire because, yeah, I do think that at core there is a real friendship there and they went through a lot together. And, um, you know, there's an intensifying factor of being on the show together where only they know what it was like to make all of those seasons of television and go through all that that entails together. And so I certainly remain hopeful that that'll happen over time. It's hard to see it now, yeah. but, um, but I do think that time can change things. So you don't have to say who, cause I know you wouldn't anyway, but do you know who leaked Puppygate to the press? No idea. Okay. No idea. I mean, we, <laughs> we have as many, uh, so didn't someone accuse you of doing it at one point? Oh, there was this. You've been accused of everything. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Poor Alex. <laughs> there was a ridiculous story that originated on a message board that I had something to do with it. I couldn't even track what the theory <laughs> right. really was. Yeah, it was like a deep state Reddit. And th- it was. It was. And then I think Reddit closed the thread down because oh it was God. nonsense. But um, but then awesome. at one point, the claim was that Wendy Williams had said that. And. Um, Oh, really? And, and, did she? No, of course not. No, it wasn't true. 
<laughs> That's amazing. I'm still dying. So I got know. a ton of um, social media hate for that. So I got to experience, you know, a fraction of what it's like to be on the shows. And social media also was a buzz at one point. You can set the record straight right here, right now that you and Brandy were dating. Yeah, it's not true. <laughs> I will set the record straight. That's not true. You're like I won't even entertain it. Okay, so let's see. Well, that was my favorite when those um, theories collided. And apparently there were stories that the producer who dated Brandy um, had also set Puppygate in motion. And it's total fiction, but that's that's what was out there. See, when you become part of the story, it all goes to hell. Okay, so here's some questions from Twitter. How is it decided when filming stops for the night? What are the logistics? Is much of the action lost because they stopped filming? When does the self-filmed iPhone footage come into play? Um, they're talking about Ireland and the OC. I mean, isn't that just hours that your crew has to work and then it's overtime? <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I mean, you know, you will keep shooting when there are things that are happening. It's kind of a judgment call. Um, and then when you can't keep filming with the entire crew, then you will break out the iPhones and try to cover whatever you can. And some of that stuff is the best stuff. Because they're all wasted. It's like three in the morning. Well, I think that's the thing. And, and you know, as the night wears on, then, um, you know, things happen. And the other thing is also things happen when the cameras aren't there anyway. So you want to make sure that you can, you know, outlast the real life <laughs> events and cover them fully. Right. I know that must be so frustrating when stuff happens that you can't. Like, I know that I remember that season with Rena and Kyle and all that and Yolanda and all, I think it was the Munchausen by Proc or Munchausen season and like all that shit happened off camera and we had no idea what was going on. Well, my favorite too <laughs> is we, we, the producers are accused of holding that stuff back, like as though we wouldn't just love to be able to clarify the story right, if we could. Right. And it gets really, I mean, cause there does seem like there's a commitment to, I mean, they, you guys rarely break the fourth wall, right? Like, you, it's never really self-referential on the show that, you know, I mean, I'll watch what happens in the reunions. They kind of break it and they say we were filming. but We try show, not to. I mean, we yeah. really think that we we want to cover the relationships between these people as much as much as possible and not cover our involvement in the relationships between these people. Right. Okay. And I will say, you asked about our favorite cast members. Our favorite cast members are the ones who naturally um, redirect everything to real life that we can cover and will save the conversations that they want to have and don't need to break the fourth wall. They get an A-plus gold star for doing that. Right. I mean, there was an interesting scene, um, just speaking of which the season in OC, where um, Gina is getting ready to tell Emily what's going on with Matt and the affair. And she's going, I can't do this. I can't do this. And everybody's take was, she's basically telling producers, I can't do this because she just was scared to death. That happens sometimes. And we've included more of that recently because I do think that that's part of the, the real story. Yeah. No, it was intense. Yeah. I and mean, it was clear like she was just, it was took everything she could. Was that an ultimatum? Basically, like if you don't spill the shit on the season, you're out. Uh, we didn't have to have that conversation with her. I think that she went there on her own and I think that she was kind of liberated by putting it all out there. I think when you're going through what she did and I think when you've kept some of it bottled up, I think it's a relief to be able to put it all out there. So we didn't have that conversation. I mean, we have had that conversations with plenty of people on plenty of shows. Um, but Gina, especially for someone who believe it or not, at one point was inclined to be very private 
let it all hang out this year. I'm so glad. Speaking of which, Emily and Shane, like you and I talked a little bit about this at dinner. Shane is a nightmare and they're staying together and he's fine with like he he feels fine about his portrayal. He's all good. I think that um, they little dork. I I will say this. I I think that um, they once again and I give credit to the OC women and I seriously have to keep saying this because it's true. I think they're brave for letting us see what the relationship looks like. So you feel like this is an accurate portrayal of like he is not. Well, we haven't heard complaints to the contrary. And I know that um, Shane's been a really good guy to the crew. And I think that um, I think they're giving us a a peek into their marriage. Now, I'm sure they would say that there probably are some things that we're not seeing. Like the good stuff. (laughs) Well, we're we're showing what we have. And I and, and again, and they've been you know, freely working with us. And, um, and we haven't heard that we're portraying them inaccurately. Does he, so the, the rumor again, this season was that he didn't actually take the bar. He just didn't want to be on the show. So he holed up at a hotel or at his mom's house. So he wouldn't be. On I don't camera. think that's true. <laughs> yeah. I, it's <laughs> not as we understand it. Will he take the bar again? We have to see. <laughs> Oh my God. Did Bronwyn's mom call the security guard the N word? No. Do they know? And again, I'm just reading. These are now not like, yeah. these are not my questions. Fair so enough. I'm not responsible for some of them. I'm a what little, a cop out. little grammatically strange too. <laughs> Do they know glam squads and not really being close as part of why OC and BH are failing compared to Roni? Well, you know, listen, <laughs> I would say a couple things. A, I don't know that we're failing. I think the the shows are doing really well. Doesn't Beverly Hills get the best ratings of all of them? I think Atlanta Atlanta, um, warps everyone. And so hats off to Atlanta. I didn't watch the premiere, but I heard it was really good. Yeah, I taped it. it. I haven't seen it yet. Um, So, uh, you know, I would say, I would say, contrary, I would say that the, the relationships on Beverly Hills and Orange County are really close. And I would say, you know, it's different strokes. By the way, I love the introduction of the Glam Squad. Like, I bum that they don't have it on trail. Like, I love watching it. I love the whole thing. And and I mean, <laughs> and again, that's that's what is really happening in real life. That, that's who's right there with them. So right. you get to see it, right? And did Dorit bring on a Glam Squad because of Erica? Like, Erica basically says, "I started this, and everybody else copied." Like, would Dorit have done it if Erica hadn't? I don't know about that, but I would say that Erica um, ushered in the the era of the glam squad. Right. Amazing. Um, oh, this is a this is a Vanderpump Rules question. Okay. <laughs> this is awesome. Does Jax have any redeeming qualities? Does he always smell like a can of Axe Brody spray? <laughs> Funny. Yeah. No, I love Jax. I mean, once again, it's it's someone who subjects himself um, to a lot of ridicule and second guessing because he does put it all out there. Oh my God. And then there was like rumors that Brittany was pregnant, but then she just like showed off her new body since she lost weight. Yeah, she's not pregnant. Okay, confirming it here, Alex Baskin. So this is a question about OC, which I had to Google because I didn't know who this was. What do you think about the whole Josh Hamilton situation since he and Katie were going to be on a prior season of OC? Was were they like, What's the situation now? I, I, I have don't know. no idea. Oh, I don't were know. Were they ever on the show? They were, uh, they were at one point she, we had, um, shot a little bit with her. Okay. Um, and then he didn't want to participate. This was, but this was a few years a ago, long but time ago, I'm yeah. not, I'm not familiar with what's going on now. I'm not either. Um, yeah, some of these 
Oh, this is a good question. What lanes have people gone to try to become cast members? What's like one good story that you can tell us that you just like were cracking up about? Well, at one point, someone that was in contention for Beverly Hills came in and met with us at uh, our offices in Burbank <laughs> and um, and and brought her. What were you going to say? I was say undisclosed location. Right. I, don't, I don't want people coming in. Uh, and, yeah. And like, you know banging down your door. That's right. And um, anyway, and brought in um, some butlers and servers. No. Yes. With champagne and chocolate covered strawberries to try to get the part. Amazing. Did they get it? No. (laughs) (laughs) So how hard is it to put together the epic cast trips? Is it challenging to find local filming locations now that the shows and stars are so much more popular? I... It is, um, it's harder and easier to put together the trips. I think that a lot of places want to be showcased on the shows because they have really good audiences, really affluent audiences. And let's face it, it's fun to watch the women on the trips and, and then get ideas of your own for your own travel. So that's great. At the same time, um, you know, between all of the franchises have kind of been anywhere and everywhere. And so it can be hard to come up with new and fresh locations, but in general, um, listen, you know, places and local tourism boards are very happy to host the shows. It's a great association. Right. Okay. That's good. Okay. So this could be a long answer. So just answer as you, as you will in great detail, describe how casting works. You don't have to go into great detail, but generally, are you always casting? Like even if you have a rock solid cast, are you always kind of looking just to see? You're always looking. So there's a formal casting process, which you typically initiate um, toward the end of the season and basically do an outreach to the women's friends and anyone else that they know, anyone else locally who can connect you to people who might be of interest. And you're looking for kind of everything that you might think. So first is a real connection to the cast because you don't want to bring in an outsider. So there's that. And then all of the best qualities um, that you want. So you want someone who doesn't feel like um, a carbon copy of what you've seen before. You want someone who has an original voice, wants someone who has an exciting lifestyle, wants someone who has, you know, um, in theory, a family that is on board and willing to let you in as well. All of those things. And, um, and so it is uh, much more of an art than a science. And it's always amazing where some years you'll get a million candidates that are great and other years um, it's a little bit more fallow. Um, but that's basically the the process. And I think the other thing is, I think people would think that we're looking for certain types in certain seasons. And this is where it's fun to be actually blown away by what really exists in reality, as opposed to thinking that you need someone, you know, who checks certain boxes. Okay. So that's a good, so to follow up on that, like going back to Bronwyn, cause she is really interesting to me. So when you guys deep did your deep dive with her and casting and you're vetting her and everything, did you know that she had threesomes and that they had this kind of open relationship or did that kind of just reveal itself in the course of the season? Cause that was a pretty big, good bombshell. We tend to know a lot, but not everything because we tend to have a sense of who these people are. And if they're really willing to be open, then you'll probably get 
a, a good deal of information about them because they will just, you know, sort of uh, give you the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, but at the same time, you want you want to know that there are layers and that there's more that you can uncover, you know, as they actually go on the show. Did you know about Kim Richards alcoholism or was that a total bombshell? Didn't know about that. Wow. Did not know about that. So somebody said, was it on Watch What Happens that Brandy, Kyle and Kim are all getting along now? Did you hear? Oh, Brandy said that. She said it's the first time in history that the three of them are all talking and they're all good. Yeah, it's great. Is it? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, that was actually shocking to hear that. Um, God, you should see some of these things. Oh, my God. (laughs) What's the the most outrageous question? It's just it's so... Okay, I'm just going to read it to you. Yeah, go I, for I don't it. know, it's just like they they aware they aware that Bev Hill's cast is mostly show folk or wannabe folk. Thus it's gotten less real. Again, we are not dumb. We know from the blogs that there are financial and interpersonal things going on, but these things are never talked about during the show. Are they going to make a shift toward giving us more actual reality rather than dress up events? And we kind of talked about that. Yeah, I mean, here's what I would say. So that's something that um that we've heard um, a few times and a couple things. One is I also would say that not everything that you read in the blogs is true. So what? we're not chasing. I know this just in. So we're not chasing um, the stories in the blogs. So there's that. Um, but at the same time, I will say that on the show this season, we do really we cover the things that are real and um, that may be uncomfortable. So, you know, so that is, that's something that we're aware of. But I think one of the things that we heard a lot last season, this was part of the, the bigger conspiracy theory, was that there were a lot of things that the housewives didn't want covered in their personal lives. And so they and or we concocted Puppygate um, in order to cover up for that, to which I would say that's crazy because obviously we as a show would want to cover any of these things that are juicy and, um, you know, and controversial. And so we wouldn't possibly do that. And the women didn't do that either. And yeah, that's the, the show conspira- takes on a life. It's on. That, that is the, that's the conspiracy. And well, no, I heard the conspiracy was that Dorit, not that you guys did it, but that Dorit and PK were the ones that leaked puppy gate because they wanted to deflect from their financial but that's in- stuff. That's <laughs> insane. So they wanted to cast themselves in a terrible light know, by, by subjecting a puppy potentially Lucy Lucy right it doesn't make any sense right but maybe it is better than criminality I don't know it's a little Trumpy uh, although I don't see any criminality either so right okay you heard it here no criminality <laughs> I saw them at um Katsuya last week by the way now they're Encino folk yeah yeah they're right. sitting at the sushi bar oh there's a good question how do you handle situations when the cast refuses to film with the others or go, or go on any trips or just generally be difficult well, that's really tough. I mean, it's a it's an ongoing problem. And the answer to it, and this may not be completely satisfying, is it's a series of conversations because ultimately you can't make the show that way. Yeah, but I mean, I get that you can't put a gun to their head, but aren't they contractually they obligated? Are. Well, and you remind them of that. <laughs> right. I mean, you have and it also is never a good look if you don't show up. And then, by the way, if the rest of the cast is just going to talk about you the whole time. Yeah. And so those are the conversations that you end up having with them. I remember that one season, it was like three three seasons ago, maybe with Rinna when she seemed to have like, she was no, she was nowhere. I think she had had a really shitty season before and it felt like she purposely scheduled all this shit so she wouldn't have to be in the mix. And it was really annoying. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. 
She was in New York a lot with her kids. I don't remember that. And I'm not being cagey. I just don't remember that. But I will say that uh, it's an issue, right? And it's a human tendency. If you don't want to be somewhere, (laughs) then come up with excuses or don't show up. But it doesn't that doesn't we can't make the show that way. Yeah, right. Exactly. No. And then she got back in the mix, which I like. I love Rena. She's so funny. Yeah, she's great. Um, Okay. I don't I'm not sure what. Are you contractually obligated to keep Vicky on the show? You're not contractually obligated to keep no, anyone on the show, no. right? Isn't it season to season? Yeah. I mean, it's like no one signs a five year deal. It's not, it's not Warner. Well, Brothers. there are options um, on everybody, but, no, but, it's, but that's not right. But, but for, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. Okay. Um, oh, this is a good question. What do you do when you feel a cast member is self-producing from a fan perspective, from a fan perspective, it takes the fun out of how the show and puts into question how real the show is. So great question. Yeah. And, and completely agree. Yeah. And, um, and I've said this before, um, when we've had this conversation yeah. that I think a lot of this, um, derives from social media. And I think that oftentimes I think cast members who are offering a lot, um, will then get a reaction and then will, um, tailor their behavior going forward to what they think the social media response will be. And, without fail that leads to the audience thinking that they're being phony and that they're being manufactured. And so we have conversations with them and you have to really, once you start to, to notice that pattern, say something to them and say, do not think you're being real and this is not going to serve you in the long run. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because it's gotten to the point where viewers are so savvy that even when we're they are wrong, like I, Remember I texted you or I said to yeah. you, are you, we really supposed to believe this bullshit about Kyle, um, her construction workers, like finding <laughs> out the lie detector thing? I'm like, that's the most obviously bullshit self-produced thing. You're like, no, it actually happened. But we're so attuned to something like that feeling like a fake story that it was crazy that it was actually real. Yeah, I think the viewers are ready to call out <laughs> right. the bullshit whenever they can. And that is that's our constant battle. And listen, I understand that, again, it probably right. is human nature that you would think that you should present a certain version of yourself and the audience will like you more. But I've always said that the one thing the audience will not forgive is phoniness. Yeah. You can be an asshole. And as long as you acknowledge it, you know, and apologize, you're fine. But if you're phony, audience will not let you get away with it. Well, that was what happened with Camille because first season Camille was like the best ever. And then second season Camille was bullshit Camille. And because she was so vilified the first season, she was like, little meek sweet Camille <laughs> and it was everyone was like what the fuck happened to Camille like what a lobotomy it's it's very hard <laughs> not to have like we were saying a um a reaction to um the response that you get when you are you know a, a so-called villain um but again I think that you have to moderate that and fight through it and not cheat the audience what do you think speaking of social media so um Teddy is very like especially in season Teddy is very um involved in social media like she's always like in a kind of cool way that makes her interesting like she's always going after like she's kind of like a bull in a china shop but on the show I mean on the show she definitely speaks her mind but I would say a lot of the fans are not into Teddy. Like, I'm just going to be honest and say, like, they think she's kind of boring. But yet she does find a way to kind of insinuate herself, like maybe more annoying than boring, where just like she doesn't seem to have her own storyline, but she's her storyline is that she's always up in everybody's business. So like with someone like Teddy, 
how do you, you know, and the conspiracy, of course, is that like she's best friends with Kyle. So Kyle, you know, makes all the decisions. And so Kyle decides she gets to stay. So give us a little insight on Teddy and what you guys like about her and keeping her in the show. Oh, I think there are a lot of great things about Teddy. I think that, um, you know, she listen, she not afraid to last season speak her mind. And I think that a lot of the story revolved around um, her doing that. So I think there's that. I think that she has real relationships with the women. I think she has a lot going on in her life. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that she's, you know, she's very much a part of the show. Are we going to we're going to watch her give birth this season? Or was she like six months? What is what is she? How she is. She? She's pretty far along at this point. Yeah. Oh, good. We'll get yeah. a baby story. That's right. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like we haven't had a pregnant housewife in. Well, I don't think ever on Beverly Hills, right? No, we had. Um, no, we haven't had. We haven't had one on Beverly Hills. Yeah. No. That like came out of nowhere. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. But it's like they all like their kids are so not a part of the show anymore that it is kind of like, whoa, OK, pregnant. I like it when the kids are a part of the show, too. Yeah, I think it depends on the kids. It does. Right? It depends like, on Vicky's the kids. kids were so amazing on the show. Yeah. Speaking of which, is Brianna Brianna out? Like, are they is she ever going to be involved in the show anymore? Oh, I think she may be. Yeah, okay. she's not. She's. I think that she totally could be a part of it at some point again. Um, she's great. If you bring Vicky back as a as a full timer. Who knows what'll happen? We'll see. Dying to know. All right. Anything you want to set straight before we wrap up? Um, let's see. So we've established that. Um, <laughs> that you did not leak Puppygate. You're no, not dating Brandy. That's right. Teddy's interesting, I'm I guess. refute all of these uh, <laughs> vicious claims. Yeah. Um, no, I would say that, um, like I said, I think Orange County is a wild ride until the end. And um, so super excited about that. And stick around for that. And then with Beverly Hills, I think that um, shaping up to be a really strong season. And when is it premiering? Do we know yet? We don't know yet. First yeah. first quarter of next year? Soon. But okay, yeah, good. but we don't know yet. So okay. yeah, we will. The official announcement, I'm sure, will be coming um, sometime soon. And then and then listen, just to plug everything else. Yeah, please. Um, botched is coming back like any second. Botched, it did come back. Oh, it's already? So, okay. Yeah, I, th- so I saw a promo from Just Doug, premiered but... yesterday. Okay, there we go. Um, I heard it's amazing. Really fun. Like going to be a good really season. Really fun, yeah. Um, and truly, and I know that this sounds um, like it's bullshit, but the surgeries are more difficult than ever. And there's surgeries that the doctors wouldn't have even dared to attempt if they didn't have the botch training that they now have. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then um, and then Vanderpump Rules coming soon, too. And you guys are in production on second season of The Hills also. We are. Uh, we're soon to go into production. Oh, OK. Second season of the Hills. Yeah. OK, good. So excited about that. And anything else? So, of course, the question always comes up and this came up, but I didn't say it before. Is there like a dream city that you guys would want to produce another Housewives franchise for? Is Bravo done with with more cities? Because I know there was a freeze on that on that for a while, but then there was a rumor that Chicago was on deck. Well, I don't, you know, I can't speak for the network, so I don't know what they're doing necessarily. And you know, I'm sure they're always considering whether they want to expand or not. Um, to me, it it just depends on the cast. I mean, to me, you know, there are a lot of really cool places and it's fun to to sort of experience the local flavor, but it all depends at core on having that right group of women. Right. And you know it when you see it. Right. It's like art. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Well, this has been extremely informative, very entertaining, and I'm excited for the rest of OC, the beginning of BH, Vanderpump, all of it. 
I love it. Well, always good to see you. And we love the passion and enthusiasm <laughs> for the shows. And uh, yeah, excited for, for you to see what's ahead. Thanks, Alex. 